Okay. Uh, outstanding performance by our guys Saturday night. I'm proud of the way they they got ready uh, during the week and prepared themselves and came out and, and uh, played well, particularly on defense. I mean, it was, uh, you know, the numbers put up on defense were numbers that, it's like first quarter numbers, but it was the entire game. And so it was pretty impressive. Um, but that's now in the rearview mirror, moving on. Uh, got a tough uh, road trip to Seattle, uh, playing the Huskies. Uh, really good football team. Um, good personnel. Quarterback, big, strong kid with a big arm. Uh, solid, just a solid team across the board. And, and uh, like I said, it'll be a big challenge for us. Um, you know, haven't haven't uh, fared real well there since we joined the league, but but uh, you know we got a new challenge and and a new opportunity this year. So questions. L looking at your past defense, last couple of games, uh, Arizona State and California had a combined 2.1 yards per pass attempt. What what has really been the key to? your pass defense getting up to that level? I don't think it's just one thing. It starts at the line of scrimmage. I can tell you that for certain. The pass rush has been outstanding. And even though we haven't had a ton of sacks, we've got the quarterback under duress a, a high percentage of the time. And uh, that's where it starts. Uh, the coverage in the back end has been has been outstanding. I think the, uh, the uh, you know, just the, the mixture of zone and man coverage that Coach Scali has dialed up has been uh, positive as well. And uh, the under coverage, you know, the, the linebackers have been uh, doing a nice job of, of uh, matching up in their zone concepts. So I, I think it's, you know, a combination of things. But where does it start? It starts at the line of scrimmage. That's the most, uh, that's the step, first step in playing great pass defenses at the line of scrimmage. Washington, as you said the other night, is coming off a bye. In all your years of preparation, have you noticed when teams come off byes, do they do maybe more things that you haven't seen in a given season when they're coming off that bye? Typically, yeah. Typically, there's there's uh, some new wrinkles that uh, haven't shown up in uh, the earlier games. Also, uh, it's a good time for specials, you know, a trick place type of things. You know, you get extra time to do that. And now, Coach Peterson, you know, he's a master at that anyway. The the, the specials and and so you've always got to be ready for for. Uh, Anything, I guess you could say. I mean, he's, he's, they do a great job with that. And so, but uh, yeah, there's going to be things we're certain of that will show up on Saturday that uh, have not shown up uh, previously. When you watch Washington's passing game on offense, what do you think? What do you see? Good stuff. I mean, they got good receivers. They, you know, they have a 40 catch guy and a 30 catch guy. And, and the receiver, the quarterback's got a big arm. You know, he's, he's got an NFL arm. It's, uh, you know, he can make every throw. Um, and so, yeah, and they're, they're, you know, they're getting about 170 rushing and two, you know, what, 250 somewhere in there throwing the football. And so they're, they're balanced. And, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're doing a good job throwing the ball. He's got a pretty good QB rating, 158-ish for, for the quarterback's QB rating. Or not rating, but efficiency rating. Kyle, I think a lot of fans have had this game circled on their calendar, a rematch of the championship game. Is there a revenge factor, anything, after that game last year? No, two different teams, two different, you know, different matchups. Um, you know, we got a lot of new faces. They got a lot of new faces. So uh, I don't think there's necessarily that element. You know, we certainly remember the sting of that loss. I'm not going to, you know, not pretending like it never happened. But, but it's more just going through your normal preparation process and, and preparing 
uh, like we have been for the last several games and, and not deviating from that. Kyle, maybe even dating back to Boise State when Chris Peterson was there, what, what makes him so hard to, to combat you know, with whatever team that he's at or whatever roster that he has? Well, they're very disciplined. Um, <clears throat> he has a, uh, does a great job, particularly with openers. I mean, their first quarter, they've scored 97 points in the first quarter, by far their most productive quarter um, of the season. You know, you, when you look at it, the first and third quarter, they're most productive. But, but uh, they do a great job with their openers and, and – uh, you know the the uh, the scheme he has is really solid, and it's always balanced. That's another thing. You know, to me as a former D coordinator, it's always tougher to defend the teams that are balanced, and he has certainly been balanced through the years. Really believes in the run game. In, in the in the game last year here, it was really really it was just a tough physical game. Do you see that as kind of the the, the trend against Washington? Uh, and going into that, do you think it's going to be just as as tough? I would say, yeah. You know, they're a physical team year in and year out. That's something that they uh, pride themselves in like, like we do. And so it should be a, a physical contest. Now, your four guys that could have gone to the NFL last year, uh, Julian, Lucky, Bradley, Zach, have they actually improved this year? Do you see them having raised their stock in the NFL? To me, without a doubt. You know, what I think doesn't matter. But, but if I'm making the evaluation, then the answer is a resounding yes. I think they're all... Uh, position themselves better. Uh, we still got a lot of football left. We're only two thirds of the way through, but but uh, I think right now that you'd have to say that yes, they're they've uh, improved their position. I can just talk about Tyler Huntley a little bit. And uh, was it beneficial to get him some action this week rather than have him sit? And it was. It was beneficial to get him some action, and just as beneficial to give him the second half off. I mean, it was it was kind of uh, both both ends there. And uh, I thought Coach Ludwig did an outstanding job of tailoring the offense to his uh, state of physical wellness. You know, he didn't. There's some things we took off his plate and and uh, supplemented that with Jason Shelley. I thought that was a really good plan of attack, and and uh, Andy's to be commended for for how how that went down. And then uh, in the second half, uh, didn't play at all. You know, we. Uh, the plan was if we were able to get a stop on the first drive of the second half, the opening drive, then uh, we were going to go ahead and, and uh, rest Tyler and just let Jason take over and, and or Drew Lisk, as the case may be. But but uh, if we had not got a stop, then it, it probably would have been different, at least for the first drive. Coach Washington's defense, one of the best in the nation last year, lost a lot of guys to the NFL. Uh, do you still evaluate them as, uh, as the same, or have they kind of maybe taken a step back with new guys? Well, the scheme is outstanding. They're, they're well coached. They're disciplined. There is a lot of new faces, like you mentioned. But uh, they're still in the top half of the league in most every defensive category. So they're, they're still playing solid defense. Zach Moss is obviously a special running back, but one thing that stands out about the backfield this year is just how many different players have been running the ball. Like against Cal on Saturday, you had 11 different players mm -hmm. have at least one carry. Has this been the deepest backfield that you've had while you've coached here? Uh, gosh, I have to think about it and go back and look at the rosters, but I know that we got a lot of guys contribu contributing right now, and, and they're giving us quality carries. and. Uh, quality play, not just carrying the football, but pass protecting and 
and uh, you know routes and, and that type of thing. And so it's good to be able to supplement Zach and not have have him have to carry the ball 30 times a game because uh, that's a heavy load. You know, you get up around 300 carries for a season. That's a that's a heavy workload. And so to to be able to uh, supplement his runs with with uh, those other two or three guys has been a big positive for us. Uh, yeah, you got two brothers screwing off this week while they don't go head-to-head because -head -head they play the same position and Puka and Samson Nakua. Mm -hmm. uh, what have you seen from Puka this year, and how close were you, you guys getting him when he opened up his recruitment after decommitting from USC? Well, uh, we thought we were in good shape, uh, relatively speaking, you know, as far as him being a, an in-state guy and, and having interest in us. Uh, we never thought that he was ours or anything like that. We were just in the hunt for, for him uh, all the way to the end. At least that was our impression. Um, he's, a, he's a very good player. He's uh, we've got seven or eight catches this year, I think, so he hasn't been used extensively. But uh, he's a talent. I mean, all you got to do is watch his high school highlights, and he's, he's a, uh, was a high school phenom here in the state of Utah. And uh, he's got a lot of good football ahead of him. And then we love Samson. You know, Samson's a, a valuable member of our team, without a doubt. Uh, not only rece receiving-wise, but blocking-wise. He's a tenacious blocker down the field, one of our best downfield blockers at the wideout position. Kyle, you guys have obviously had really talented defenses over the last couple of decades. Is there anything unique about this year's defense as opposed to some of the other ones that you've had over the years? Uh, probably that there's there's really no holes in it. I mean, there's no spot where you can say, hey, that that could get exposed. I mean, we feel like, and we don't have all the answers, and, and we're you know we're still a work in progress. But but where are you going to attack them? I mean, they, the front is good. Every level, you know, first level, second level, third level, the defense is playing well, and. Uh, and they're really, I mean, it's, there's a there's a good vibe on the whole team, but but you know the defense really seems to be really cohesive right now. You're getting close as a program to the 500 mark in Pac-12 play over these nine seasons. Can you reflect on that climb a little bit? Yeah, it was a tough transition. I mean, it was uh, you know going from from G5 to P5 is is uh, that's a big undertaking, and it takes time. <coughs> And it's all about recruiting. Is that's you know you got to you got to build your roster and con continually upgrade it. And we knew going in that uh, it was going to be a challenge. And we also knew that uh, the biggest challenge was going to be the perimeter, the skill guys, because that's where we were furthest behind. And uh, we think we've closed the gap considerably. But uh, you know, like I said, that was it was like spanning the Grand Canyon. I mean, it's a it's a big jump. And so uh, it's been a. <laughs> a long, hard journey, but uh, proud of our assistant coaches and the way we've just continued to recruit and, and build uh, year in and year out. Still a work in progress, though. You've never arrived, unless you're PK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, is it um, still a week-to-week -week battle, or is has Jason Shelley kind of asserted himself as that number two quarterback? Week-to-week, -week, but he sure made a, a positive impression in the game on Saturday. And uh, the reason he was the supplementer to Tyler is because of his running ability. And Tyler gave us everything we needed throwing the ball. And so well, what Tyler lacked in being able to run the ball this particular week, Jason fit the bill better on that. But to answer your question, as far as the true number two, that will be a battle to, to uh, continue. We'll continue on. What does Jason need to do throwing the ball to lock that up? Be a little more uh, accurate in, in, in uh, practice. Now, Jason seems to elevate his game in the games. I mean, he's a guy that that uh, really can, you know, his, his athleticism and his he's got a, a confident air about him that, that he's one of those guys that uh, when the bright lights are on, he actually 
you know, gets even better. But uh, just just making sure that Andy can feel comfortable with his read progression, go, putting the ball in the right spot and going to the right guy. And uh, really, that's what it boils down to. And, and uh, Drew Lisk is, is uh, you know, the guy that uh, he's competing with, and and they each have their own strengths. And uh, you know, Jason's obviously the better runner. Drew's a little more accurate thrower in practice. So it, it kind of boils down to to uh, you know just judging the the entirety and, and making a call. And it's you know it's subjective, you know, for certain. Hey Kyle, what's so different about November football? I know there's a lot of challenges with you know, who's who's playing and such and ramifications and that, but what are the challenges of coaching in November? Nothing really. We don't really pay attention to what month it is. I mean, that, you, you hear about October and November and September. I mean, it's just, it's all the same to us as far as our preparation. Um, you do have some personnel challenges as the season wears on due to injury. I mean, that's something that, that you got to continually uh, face. But, uh, you know, we don't change and we do shorten practice a little bit. I think everyone in the country probably is in the same boat there. As, as, as the season wears on and you start to get down towards the end, you start to back off and try to preserve them as well as you can. And But you know, one really positive thing this season is our defense is only averaging like 54 snaps a game. And, and I've said that before. And that you know, we've played eight games, but they have the wear and tear of probably five games because of the the way we're controlling the football. And so that defensively really helps you out. And and uh, but you got to make slight modifications, but no, no wholesale changes as the season wears on. Kyle, kind of going off that, how I guess unsettling is it for a defense to not be able to get off the field the way your offense is putting other teams in positions this year with long extended drives? For the opponent, yeah, yeah very unsettling. I mean, you know, that, that wears the defense out. And we had, uh, gosh, in the first half, I think we had four drives that averaged like, I think it was 89 yards and 10 plays, and you know, all touchdowns and. That's demoralizing for a defense to have to be out there and and just not get a stop and just you know continue to get pounded on and so that's a great job by our offense and and a great deal of our defensive success is attributed to the offense and how they're controlling the football it, it works you know in uh, harmony with each other. It took many years to arrive, but you know you keep going. <laughs> what happens? What are you going to uh, be for Halloween, by the way? I think I'm going to go as a football coach. Gotcha. All right. Do you recruit much in the Northwest? By referral, yes. We don't have, it's not one of our uh, primary areas. You have primary areas and secondary areas. Uh, we do have a, it's a secondary area for us, but, but uh, typically we've got to have uh, a referral or a reason that, you know, or have a, find out there's a reason for a player in that area that would be a, a good fit at Utah and, and would want to want to uh, explore the possibilities. And so, you know, you can't spread yourself too thin in recruiting. That's something that, that uh, you got to make sure of. And so we focused on our, our footprint, but that is that's something where we dabble. That's an area that we dabble in. And so the Northwest, Oregon, and Washington in particular, they've come into Utah and, and success, successfully recruited a couple of players. Is that more of a thing or is that more recent? Well, I'd have to see the numbers. And I, I think the numbers will tell you that we have an escalating amount of Division One pro prospects coming out of the state of Utah. And that number seems to climb year in and year out. And I think we're in the top you know, maybe 10 or 12 in the country as far as sheer numbers of recruits. And so it's, it's really a numbers game. You go, you go where the players are. And so I think that, that people are realizing that we have a pretty good nucleus of players here in the state of Utah. And then what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> With the success you guys are having on the field, are you noticing a positive trend on the recruiting trail? 
Yeah, the short answer is yeah, but oftentimes it's there's a lag effect, you know, because a lot of the recruiting is wrapped up for this year. I mean, there's still some guys that haven't committed, but uh, it, it really, if you look at the numbers, impacts the next cycle more so than the, the one you're in currently. And uh, But it could have a, an effect on some of the last, you know, the guys that are still on the fence that haven't made a final decision. But uh, typically you get your, your, your recruiting pop, you know, after the, after a, a successful season. Now, you know, it's still four games left, so in the regular season we we don't want to assess this season too early, but but so far it's been pretty good. With as many as uh, six games left, any uh, closer to deciding when Bam's going to see his first action? Yeah, we were uh, close last week to utilize him. If Darren Paulo had not been able to go, he would have played the entire game. And so, you're right, there's a possibility of six. Um, and so it's getting to the, the time where that is it's it's a daily conversation I and mean, we're trying to figure it out and and uh, you know you still have uh, you know a, a possibility of injury I mean that's always a possibility but but you don't want to you know we like I said before we want to maximize it it's not that easy to predict when you'll need them or you know it, it's just a, a, a situation where we're getting to the point now where if you don't see him this week you will definitely see him obviously down the stretch, and that's as clear as I can make it, and that's not very clear. I understand that, but but it, uh, we're just trying to to uh, maximize, and it's not only him. There's two or three other guys that are in that threshold area that we want to keep under the the five games. So. You're the second best team in terms of time of possession this season. Are you seeing a little bit more juice from your defense because they haven't been on the field this much this season? Yeah, without a doubt, they're they're fresher, and that's uh, and that's not only time of possession but scoring points. I mean, we're putting points on the board. It's so much easier to play defense when you're ahead than uh, than if you're behind, and and so uh, that's that's working hand in hand. I did notice that we're second to I think it's Wisconsin yeah. is number one, and and so. Uh, you know, you look at there's there's many things I look at that I don't, you know, ever bring up and you know points per minute and and you know differential of offensive snaps and defensive snaps. I think we're like 13 differential, you know, as far as offensive snaps compared to what we're playing on D. So there's a lot of things you look at that that uh, that are important, but but that is certainly you're right on the money there that uh, you know the defense is. Uh, you know, gets juiced up when they're, you know, when the offense controls the ball and they're sitting on the sidelines for, you know, six, seven, eight minutes of real time, and and uh, that's a, that's a positive. Lets them get, uh, you know, rejuvenated. So, have you made different decisions and changed the rotation, especially in the defensive line, because mm -hmm. of that? Yep, we have, and and uh, you know, not only the D line, but uh, you know, the corner spots, I and mean, we have some guys that uh, we rotate in, and that's that's uh, factored into that. Is that planned before the game, or is that real time as the game progresses? You make those calls. We have a general plan prior to the game of what the rotation is going to be and who's going to play, uh, what percentage of the snaps. But that can get skewed during the course of the game due to a lot of factors. But but it is a, a you know a pre-game plan that we have in place each week. Kyle, outside of wins and losses, is there a stat that you geek out about after a game? Well, turnover margin. Turnover is that one. is it, no seriously? Is it is that like your number one? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And if so, is that just because can generally tell the tale of the game? Yes. Yeah, such a such a critical stat. Yeah. Bradley and I has really kind of stepped his game up the last few weeks. Have you? Do you guys? How much do you weigh just giving him the green light to get after the quarterback rather than playing disciplined? Yeah, we we have given him more freedom this year, and uh, 
it was, you know, it's because of, you know, his, he just keeps getting better and better. I mean, he's playing his best football, in my opinion, as a youth, you know, this season. And uh, you construct things, and it's not, you don't just say, hey, take a chance whenever you want, but you, you, you structure it and you make your calls to turn him loose. And so it's, it's controlled, uh, whatever the word is, you know, well, chaos or, or just giving him the option to do different things. And so we have guys cover for him. You know, if, you, if we know we're going to turn him loose, then we got a guy in position that, you know, hopefully if he makes an inside move and the quarterback escapes, we got a guy wrapping around to, to cover for him. Yeah. Is there any concern or have you tried to do anything different addressing the team? Because you had a couple of pretty easy games before USC and it didn't go well, obviously. And you've had a couple of games where you've really overwhelmed teams here in the lead up to what looks like another tough game with Washington. Well, hopefully, our you know we as coaches, our job is to get them ready every week and, and uh, never overlook anybody. And and uh, I don't, I still don't believe we overlooked USC. I mean, we didn't play our best football, but I don't think it was a matter of overlooking them. We, you know, you'd be crazy to overlook SC in the Coliseum. I mean, who does that? So I, I don't think that uh, that was the case. But but yeah, it's a constant. As a coach, you're constantly working on this mindset and the psyche of the team and making sure they're in a good place and and uh, understanding that that uh, you know each week's is, is a new challenge and you, you know what happened last week is last week and you got to move on and be just as disciplined and be just as into your preparation and your work ethic as as any week you know you just try to be consistent from week to week okay thank you